Namaste. Welcome back. My name is Primanand Das Bhagat, talking about society and religion and anything of interest. And uh, joined by Fiona. Hello, Fiona. Where you go? Behind me. She. Okay, she vanished into the other room. <laughs> uh, she's really good at vanishing. We like to say there's a. a like a wormhole under the bed because like if she hears strange sounds she'll be gone for hours and hours and hours and we cannot find her so she probably hears me talking and it's weird and whatever i don't know it's also really hot and the other room's much cooler so i want to talk about the new movie sound of freedom with jim caviezel i watched it last night and it's not remotely as horrible as everyone says it is. And actually, it's not like the greatest movie either. Anyone who praises it is something wonderful. No, it wasn't. It was okay. I've watched far worse movies. I didn't consider it a waste of my time. I'm glad I spent two hours with it. It was enjoyable. It wasn't amazing. It was just an enjoyable action movie. It lacked uh, some emotional tug. Yes, the topics it talks about are tough by default. Oh, there she is. She's back. <laughs> Probably see her again. Uh, the topics in the movie are tough to deal with. So by default, there is an underlining emotional current to the film. But I felt like they didn't expand on that. I felt like it, it. they didn't really have many really hardcore scenes. Um, it was much more like an action film. So I wanted to talk about it. There will be no spoilers, uh, except I'm going to give away one line in the film, uh, uh, maybe about halfway or somewhere in the beginning of the film. That's it for spoilers, just a warning now. So I am going to talk about the film, and I'm going to talk about some of the um, conflicts people have with it, the problems they have with it. And then, at the very end of this show, we're going to talk about the religious component. Because I don't just report on the news and society and stuff. It's religion and society. That being said, I want to thank all you haters out there. Because I know the haters going to hate, hate, hate. And you did. You hated this movie badly, fiercely, and you are continuing to hate it like it's the worst movie ever made. Your hatred is insane, and the things you say about it are wild. I must thank you, because if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be doing this show, and I wouldn't have watched it. But the hatred was so over the top, I was like, I gotta see this. So thank you. I enjoyed it. I had a good time. And now I'm doing a podcast on it to go against your message. I am not a big fan of Jim Caviezel. I think he's an interesting person. I think he sacrificed bigger career things because of his Christian ideas. I find that very interesting. As an actor, I think he tends to play very 
straight-faced stone characters, and that might be why the movie didn't have the emotional tug. I don't really know if he can do that. I'm not really thrilled by his acting. And I did suffer through all the seasons of Person of Interest. Really, I just did it for the two girls, though, because they're awesome. <laughs> uh, Amy Aker, and then I forget the other girl. She was on the uh, L Word. Jim Caviezel, he's okay. So when I saw he had a new movie, I actually wasn't going to see it, even though the topic, I think, is a big topic that we should be discussing. And people have been. I wasn't going to see it. But you haters. Oh, you hated, hated, hated. Like, nobody's business. Bad take quote there, but you knew it the first time I did it. You hated this thing so badly, so horribly, I had to go see it. And from what I've read online, people are sitting in crowded theaters. And it looks like it's going to make a profit. So this is the weirdest cancellation ever. You haters should have kept silent. Because people are rushing to see the film. They want to see the film. Jim is going to make a profit on it. It's kind of like, what is a woman? You have literally helped this become successful. So good job. Thank you, all you haters. You suck at your job. You absolutely suck at hating and canceling because you have literally made something more successful. And it will always be tagged and talked about from now on as the movie that was hated beyond hatred. You will make this movie famous. If you had kept your mouth shut, it would have faded away. Think about that next time. Also, I watched the new Jason Aldean video, which you have also hated so much, you pushed it to number one in the charts, which is actually kind of hard to do today. For someone who is not like super, 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 super huge, you push the song in number one in the charts within a couple weeks. Good job. So he's made some money and we'll sell out some tours. Wow. I've seen people online go, I don't like country music, but after hearing the song, now I want to listen to country music. So you've literally helped the whole country music scene by hating on this song. Good job. You guys really suck at hating. I listened to that. I actually did not like it. Um, Tobias, what are you doing? Uh, I didn't like the song. I don't like the message. I think it promotes violence. And I think that's the last thing conservatives should be doing is promoting violence in the light of the Proud Boys and J6. But it does. People say, well, it's defending your community. But if you actually read the lyrics, it's a little vague on that. I, I think it's actually promoting 1950s conservative stereotypes. And, and I don't like that. I don't approve of violence by either side. So I, I don't like the song, but I've suffered through four listenings of it. Thanks to you haters, I actually had never heard of Chase Naudian before you hated on him. So good job, haters. Keep your mouth shut if you really hate something. Just think about that. Okay, let's talk about Sound of Freedom. So I got a few notes here. Let me just take a look at them, see where a, a, a good place is to start. So, no, I do not believe the hate is like cuties, that this is just from the other side. I don't believe this is all like cuties the movie that was uh about the young girls dancing and that was on netflix i believe it's the complete opposite of that and anyone who tries to tell you it's like cuties is wrong so i believe that the hate on sound of freedom is completely off kilter i believe the hate that was done on cuties is a hundred percent 
on target. So the hate that was done on Cuties was that the movie wasn't really that good. It was a poorly written script and it was poorly done. But the real problem was young kids doing age-inappropriate simulated sex acts and dancing, but being sex objects. And I'm doing, excuse me, I'm going to cough. Uh, still not perfectly in health. Um, anyways, uh, getting in after a month of being sick. And the criticism was that we had these young girls showing off their bodies, wearing tight clothes, and, and just doing something that's really off. And people said, oh, no, it's a strong film. It's showing feminism. It's sh giving role models to these young girls. Well, I totally disagree with that 100%. I think it was wrong in what it did. And I, I don't condemn art. I don't believe we should banish art. I, I don't really like censorship as a writer myself. But it doesn't mean I have to watch something. And I did not watch Cuties. Um, they have the right to make it. I I didn't watch it, though, and that's as far as I go. I don't believe in canceling and destroying things, but I believe the, the push against that was legit, and those who defended it are just, no, it's wrong. Kids should be kids. I truly believe that. And this thing of dancing with sex as a message, I think that's wrong, too. Um, so I... I've done theater. I've done almost 300 theater productions. I've done some dancing. I lived with two dancers for a year. I've been to many dance performances. And I've seen many that are just sex, 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 and they're horrible, and they're trash, and people don't really like them. And I've seen others that send great, powerful messages without being full of sex. So you don't need to show sex in order to dance, which means those little kids, those girls, could have danced in other ways and had a message. But in America, we've got sort of this dance thing going on. It's it's just all about sex and comes out of the L.A. music scene. And it's not very good. It's like the Madonna trend. Look at what they're doing in K-pop. There's a lot of great K-pop that's not overly sexy. Dreamcatcher's my favorite K-pop group, and they don't dance sexy. And these girls are amazing. Um, you know, Look at some of the guy groups, uh, BTS, for example. So you can dance in other ways without being sexy. And I don't think kids should do what was done in that film. Now... I didn't watch the film. I usually don't like to condemn something without reading it or watching it or, or seeing it firsthand. But in this case, I cannot morally bring myself to watch that. I feel disgusted watching the commercials. So I, I just, I really can't do it. I just feel like if I'm watching that, I'm a pedophile. And I feel like to even watch it, to critique it, makes me doing something wrong. It's watching little girls, whatever. And I just can't do it. That is very different than the condemnation on Sound of Freedom, where people are going, um, we condemn it for because the actor is involved in QAnon stuff. Well, we didn't say a word about cuties. And, well, you know, that six-year-old girl was involved and she goes to church. That wasn't the criticism. It wasn't about what they were doing outside. The folks who are defending Jim Caviezel actually have to draw from what he's doing outside the film to make their argument. It's a very different, that's a very different argument than critiquing that's what's just on the screen. The folks 
also, well, we, we can we can point to cuties and go, hey, uh, you know, that girl is grabbing her crotch and that's inappropriate for a six-year-old or 10-year-old, wherever, the, how old they were. The folks who are critiquing Jim Caviezel and Sound of Freedom, I feel like, are just saying, well, this is wrong and this is wrong, but they're actually not pointing at specifics. Oh, well, it's full of QAnon theories. Well, please point to those QAnon theories in the movie. Give us a time code. They're not always being specific. Some folks are... And I feel like they're jumping on the bandwagon. Uh, Looper actually did a, here's all the mistakes in this film. There's so many mistakes. I was like, a list of 10 mistakes. Does that mean the film is bad, though? Not necessarily. There's a lot of films with lots of mistakes, but they're good films. The Doors. Oliver Stone's The Doors, I think, is a fabulous film. Val Kilmer? Come on. Um, um, who who was um, Jim? I'm blanking right now, but I've seen the movie a couple times. I love it. Is it full of mistakes? Yeah, but it's still a great film. Um, Gone with the Wind, I think, is a classic. I have read the book. I have seen Scarlet. I've read that book. Uh, is it full of mistakes? Yeah, but it's a classic film. It's a great film. So they're critiquing it like, oh, it's full of all this stuff, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad film. You watch uh, a movie, some superhero film, and I can point to that superhero film and go, yeah, I'm pretty sure um, uh, who's Scarlett Johansson play, if not Black Canary or whatever her name is. Um, I'm pretty sure a woman of her size can't beat up all those guys like she did. That is physically not possible. Totally defies physics. Eh, if it's entertaining, it's entertaining. You know, this is the way movies go. So I, I whatever. Anyways, let's, uh, before I derail myself rambling, let's get on some of the um, specifics. I made a list here of some things. Um, so there's a criticism on this film against the inaccuracies of it. As I just mentioned, Looper made a list of all the things that are wrong with it. And he, he didn't do that. And he didn't do that. But have you seen some of the films lately that are full of inaccuracies? like Cleopatra, full of inaccuracies. Oh, but that's different because it's creating diversity. But you literally are changing and rewriting history. Uh, there was a film that I saw a few years ago, just a few years ago. I think it's a Jane Eyre interpretation. Uh, it wasn't Sense and Sensibility. I forget the name of it right now. My girlfriend has seen like every version of it and then we watched this new version and it featured black women in 1800s england as elite rich landowners and no racism that is a screaming inaccuracy a black landowner in 18 early 1800s england with no racism yeah that didn't happen that is a historical inaccuracy but you know what people said? It was a great movie because they showed diversity. So the people who are criticizing Sound of Freedom for its inaccuracies are at the same time promoting movies like Cleopatra and this Jane Eyre one, whatever, going, well, these are great because they promote diversity, but they're historically inaccurate. You see, so your own film that you like is historically inaccurate, but that's okay. But the one you don't like, well, no, it's a problem. It's historically accurate. You can't have you can't have it both ways. So this whole argument of the historical inaccuracies of Sound of Freedom just fails for me. It doesn't work. 
If people said, well, you know, Cleopatra is strong and diverse, but it's also historically inaccurate. I, I, okay, now I will listen to you. You're not being a hypocrite. So I just, whatever. That whole argument I can't do. Um, they are dumping on the script. They're saying it's horrible. These same people, notice what some of the movies they're holding up that they say are awesome are. Captain Marvel. Sorry, it wasn't very good. Just bland, 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 bland. They're holding up movies that feature the Mary Sue acting. You know, a boring woman with who's perfect in every way, hates men. That's great, they say. Well, no, it's a bad script. This is bad. Uh, Doctor Who, David um, Jody Whitaker, hated men, put men down, whatever. They're holding her up as something amazing. But yet the scripts for her seasons were trash. And I say this as a 30-plus year hardcore Doctor Who fan. You see the books behind me? They're on a row. Those are 100% Doctor Who books. There's two stacks of them, and it's only part of my collection. That's how big of a fan I am. She had trash scripts. has nothing to do with her. It has to do with the scripts. But, oh no, this side said that her scripts were amazing and she's such a great... So when you're saying that those trash strip scripts are really great and then you turn to Sound of Freedom and, and rant on it, it, it doesn't make sense to me. It, it doesn't make sense. Now, if you said, oh, well, you know, Jody's strong and whatever is Doctor Who, but at the same time, some of the stories are weak, again, then I'd pay attention to you. Lack of hypocrisy. I think that the big problem with this film is, well, there's a couple of them. I think there's a jealousy aspect. Um, they did the new Indiana Jones. $300 million were put into that thing. They're afraid it's not going to make money. It's made just break even. People don't like it. They're putting a lot of money into a lot of films like Captain Marvel, She-Hulk, the TV series, and a lot of other things that people are just not enjoying because they're not good stories. People like a good story. And I say that as a writer. But Jim was able to do Sound of Freedom on a very small budget. And we'll make a profit on this film. No doubt about it. And I think there's a huge jealousy factor here. Well, he's successful doing something good with a good story on a low budget. We have lousy stories on a huge budget. Well, that's no fair. And people don't like that. I think jealousy, and I've mentioned this before on the show, I think jealousy is a huge part of what makes the world go round. I think there's a lot of people out there who are very angry people. And that anger is based on jealousy. They don't like success because they're not successful. They're jealous of other people who are successful. How dare you be successful? Well, what are you doing? Smoking pot all day in your bedroom? Watching porn? Well, maybe if you break those habits, you too could be successful. Well, it's hard to break those habits because watching porn and smoking pot sounds fun. Working hard for no money for a long time to build your brand, that doesn't sound fun. So I think I think somehow this jealousy thing has become really seeped into our society. I don't know where it came from. I haven't quite figured that out. But I think there's a jealousy factor here involved. All right. There are other criticisms against this movie. Those are just a few that have come to my mind throughout this day. I don't want to go into all of them. Um, there's 
criticisms by some groups that are actually really good, and I can get those. Uh, I would agree, as I said at the beginning of this, that the movie is, it's okay. I, I don't think it's the greatest acting. I don't think it's the greatest script. So I totally agree with those criticisms. I think we're putting a lot into the movie that isn't actually there. As I said, I didn't feel it had an emotional tug. So I don't disagree with all the hatred for it, but others that call it a QAnon this and and Jim is a horrible person. It spouts QAnon politics and will turn people no whatever. No, it was barely political in my book. It was really not political. Watch V for Vendetta. That's political. That's bonkers political. This, you could have literally rewritten the scene, taken out maybe three minutes, five minutes top, and all the politics would have been gone. It was so minute. It was really, really so minute. But I want to turn now to to um, to the the big problem um, I think with this movie and why I'm talking about it, and that before I get there, though, I I'm debating whether I want to talk about the kids. I think we have a problem with the sex industry in this world. I think it's a huge problem. I think there are kids in those exact situations in that movie. I think it's a huge problem. I've read about it. It's a massive problem. Some people have said, they're criticizing the film going, well, it says that there's more people in slavery now than I've ever been in actual like slavery, black slavery, whatever. And that's not true. They're criticizing this fact and thus the movie is bad. Here's the thing. If you read a lot about the sex industry and I actually have, we know that. We know the facts are questionable. Yes, some people say that there's more people now that have been in sex industry than ever were like in slaves in America and France and England. Here's the problem. It's impossible to get those numbers right. It's impossible to count every single person. There's a lot of estimates. Also, what is the sex industry? Is a girl who's been captured at six years old and forced into sex slavery counted as the same as a woman in college who goes, I need some extra money. I think I'm going to prostitute myself for a few years. One doesn't have a pimp. One can walk out any time. Is that the same? Is it? Is it the same as saying, here's some woman who works at Hooters? It is impossible to deal with this. But we know the numbers are off. So for those people who are criticizing, well, it has the numbers wrong. You obviously haven't read about this before because we know this already. I do think this is a problem, though. And some people are saying, well, there's bigger problems like climate change. You mean the lives of millions of humans are not important to you? I'm sorry. I think they are. You seem to care about kids and their sexuality. What about kids who are lying victimized and have to have sex with five different men in a night? You don't care about them? Why not? Uh, I think there is a problem with pedophilia, and the proof is we do not have the Epstein records. They will not release them. Oh, come on. Really? If pedophilia is not a big deal, release the names. Release all the people. Release his client list. Why not? No, they don't want to do that because that would verify that there is a problem, and it's a higher-up problem. So they don't do that. I think there's also a problem with pedophilia because right now they are, um, well, they've changed. It's no longer called pedophilia. It is now called minor attractive persons, and it's to be treated as a normal sexuality. Liking and wanting to sleep with a three-year-old is now considered normal. Uh, even say that makes me feel gross. 
but that's what they're trying to push. Normalcy. Normalcy. How do you pronounce? I don't know how to pronounce that. Also, they've uh, decided incest is now okay. Incest is fine. So if two six-year-olds or a six and a seven-year-old brother and sister want to bang, that's totally fine. They're trying to promote this. And they're trying to say, well, if you sleep with a three-year-old, nothing's going to happen. You ask any three-year-old, any, sorry, you ask any adult who was raped at three years old or had sex at three-year-old, they will tell you they're kind of, they have issues. You see, people want to have their fun, but they don't want to think about the fallout. They don't want to think, well, there are truly victims in this world, and they're victims of rampant sex urges. No, these people want to say, well, a true victim is someone who was misgendered. No, I'm sorry. A girl who sleeps with five different men every single night and has been doing it for 10 years because she was kidnapped, that's a victim. You just, whatever. I've talked about this before, how they're trying to create a world of sex-focused people and and everyone's obsessed with sex and just do it and, and this is it. And I totally disagree with this. It is just wrong. I'm going to stop there on the kids aspect of it. I could keep going. I'm probably already getting myself in trouble. Doesn't matter to me though. I feel like I'm speaking the truth. And that is something I promote on the show is speaking the truth. I feel there is something wrong when we push sex on kids. They will discover it naturally. Let them do it, please. Let them have lives outside of obsessed with their sexuality. You survived. Everyone else has survived. All their parents survived without having to learn about sex at five years old. So why can't they survive? I'm going to stop now. We're going to move on to the reason that I'm talking about Sound of Freedom in today's show, and that is religion. There is a line that came up in the movie. And as soon as I heard this line, I went, oh, yep, I got to talk about this on my show. And I guarantee that there were people who heard this line and they just combusted right there. They just exploded. They went, I can't stand. And they just, their heads literally exploded in the movie theater. They probably had breakdowns, went crying, had to get a therapist. Guarantee. It's a line in passing. And this is the... um, Um, I warned you at the beginning that I have one line and and this is it. And as soon as I heard that line, I I knew that line. If they took that line out of this movie, I guarantee, if they took this line I'm about to tell you out of the movie, I wonder. No, I, I don't wonder. I guarantee that the hatred on the movie would be a little bit less. The line is very simple. Um, Jim Caviezel's character is talking to this guy who rescues um, kids. I'm not giving anything away, really. He rescues kids who are kidnapped. You know, that's what the movie's about. And Jim asks him, why do you do this? And he tells this little story, and I don't want to... I don't want to give you the story. I just give you the last line. So if you want a spoiler, skip ahead 30 seconds. The last line, so if you don't want a spoiler, yeah, give, give me 30 seconds, sorry. The last line is, the guy says, paraphrased, you obey when God tells you to do something. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I actually had the actual line written here. I didn't see it. He says, when God tells you what to do, you do not hesitate. When God tells you what to do, you do not hesitate. 
So God told him to save kids. He saves kids. I heard that line and I went, oh my God. Oh my God. I say things like that a lot on this show. Listen to the voice of God. Be a messenger of God. Be a devotee, a student of God. Find God. Why? So God can tell you what to do. That's the whole point. The point is to know God so you can be that servant of God so God can use you to make the world a better place. When I heard that line, I just was like, oh, my God, that's a beautiful line. That's a wonderful line. But it probably drove people crazy. Because we live, and I've I've discussed all this before. None of these issues I'm talking about today are actually that new for this show. We live in a world where in the West, people are without God. God is bad. Don't believe in God. Religion is bad. Organized religion is bad. Old religion is bad. The best thing is to be spiritual. But not religious. Religion is really evil and horrible. But spiritual is wonderful. Spiritual could mean you actually don't do anything throughout your day and you sit and smoke pot all day. But for them, that's being spiritual. To pray, well, that's organized religion. You don't do that. We live in a world where everything is spiritual and people create their own gods. You can make your own god now. And God looks and acts just like me. I criticized this on an earlier show. And my god is, you know, likes everything I like and hates everything I hate. (laughs) You know, I'm being facetious, but it's not a god. You've basically just made yourself into your own god and you worship yourself. That's what this is. And that's the culture we live in now. A new age, do it yourself. Uh, Make your own, make yourself into a God culture. If you watch this show, this should not be a surprise that I feel like this. I've mentioned this before in so many words, because on this channel, I say, no, there is a better way. And the better way are in the old texts. I think those texts come out of the world of Barat, the country of Barat. They come from the Vedic tradition. I think those texts that are 5,000 years old have something to say. And that's why I do this channel to show you a way that's different than this create your own new age thing that's well tried and true. So I've said this before. I I decry this this new age thing. But that's the world we basically are living in. That's what they're pushing. Do your own thing. Invent your own thing. Do whatever. And create your own God. Now, when you create your own God, what happens? You are the most powerful person in your world. There's nobody talking to you. There's nobody telling you what to do because there is nobody bigger than you. You are it. It's all about power, and you have all the power. And these people who do this, they want power. It's about power and control. So the idea of there actually being an actual God out there Whatever he looks like, could be an old man with a gray beard, could be someone with a bow and arrow, doesn't really matter. But just this idea that there is something greater, and that thing could tell you what to do. And as and as the quote says, when you hear that voice, you do not hesitate to do it, is 100% alien to the New Age world. It's 100% alien to this new spiritual thinking that the West is pushing on the world. This Madame Lavatsky, um, Aleister Crowley tradition. I know people who are into the New Age thing. And trust me, their God never tells them to do anything they don't want to do. And you know how they grow? They don't. 
They literally never grow. They live in a comfort zone because they're gone. Well, it's them. And I've mentioned this channel, the way you grow is to get out of your comfort zones to do things. And God wants you to grow. God wants you out of your comfort zone, wants to push you because that's how you become better at things. Pushing yourself a little more, doing a little more. I mean, if we didn't push ourselves, how would any of us learn how to read? We wouldn't be able to because in kindergarten, they'd, they'd give us these little books. Well, in order to read harder and harder books, you have to push yourself to harder and harder books. Some people do. and They end up reading, uh, you know, big things. I'm working on this history of Napoleon now and his invading of the Middle East. It's a bit of a dry read. I can read this today because I pushed myself with harder and harder books. I, I can tell you about the first novel I ever read. It was like, oh, my God, it's so big with big words. But I knew if I didn't read that novel, I wouldn't be able to read all those other novels that I saw on my parents' shelf. I had to push myself. That's what God is doing, pushing you. But in the make-your-own-spirituality world, nobody's there to push you. It's really hard to push yourself. So this idea of uh, a God speaking to this person and telling him to save children. Wow, that probably literally exploded brains. And then you have a movie featuring a white man. I'm sure if it starred a non-binary trans uh, black lesbian, it'd be fine. But it stars a white man who's following this Christian ideal. Oh, literally brains probably just exploded. They can't take that. That is so against everything that the West stands for. And, yeah, I just, it's sad, and, and I lament this fact all the time, the direction the West is going, because the West is dark. The world is dark and confusing and immoral, and we're facing economic crises that some people are predicting. I don't know exactly how they'll turn out. We're facing in the United States, uh, I think we are actually are in a cold civil war. I don't want it to become hot. Uh, we're facing all sorts of things that come straight out of either 1984 or Clockwork Orange or conspiracy theories from whatever side you want to choose. And it's scary. And I believe that God is the light to get us out of that. I do not believe you can get out of that by being spiritual just doing whatever I feel like because that makes me spiritual that will not get you out of the dark because the way to be pulled out of the dark is by something bigger than you it's kind of like um, if you're stuck in the bottom of a well how do you get out of the well well someone has to throw a rope down to you and you gotta wait and you gotta call out please help me and eventually a rope comes or a crane or something someone comes and pulls you out that's God God pulls you out of the well if you, you don't have a God, then how are you getting out of your well? You aren't. Society will realize that at some point, but it may be too late. And and that's that's sort of, you know, it's, it's oh, God, now I'm thinking about this well, and I'm thinking about sound of freedom. These kids are captured and becoming sex slaves. How are they pulled out of this? They can't break out themselves. They need someone to throw the rope down as Jim Caviezel and his team of folks are doing it. Anyways, the movie is not the worst movie in the world. It is not this toxic thing that people are going to be, oh, you know, like whatever white oppressors like this movie and, and Trumpsters like this movie. 
it's a good movie that gets a topic out there that should be discussed. And if you think there's other topics that should be discussed, make your own movie about climate change. Make your own movie about racism. We have enough space in this world to discuss all topics. When one group doesn't want you to discuss something, they don't want you to see the, the list from Epstein. Realize there's something wrong here because there's enough of us in the world so we can talk about every topic under the sun and more. And it's fine. That's good. But when they don't want you to talk about something, you probably should. It's probably far bigger than you think it is. It is a big problem. And maybe the facts are off. <sighs> doesn't make doesn't mean this is something we shouldn't watch. So this, uh, this video has been a bit rambling, a bit heated. You may disagree or agree with some or a little bit of what I've said. It's been a little scattered. I have like two things of notes that I'm looking at. Um, one is actually an email that I wrote to someone today about this film because he had seen it. Uh, and I'm also watching my words a little bit. Uh, at this point, I, it's probably too late for me. <laughs> it's a good film. If you want to watch it, you'll be in, entertained. Um, there's a lot of films, uh, you know, we, we watch films, a lot of horror films my girlfriend and I will watch, and we'll just shut it off after 15 minutes. This is one I, I was sitting and watching. Is it the greatest film ever? No. I don't think so. But it will become way more famous and way more iconic because of the controversy. Um, is it as horrible as everyone says? Not even, I don't even, like I said, I don't even think it's that political, but the topics are worth discussing. This is a bad thing. And, uh, there's so much more I could probably say on this, but I, I want to talk about that one line, that religious line that just, that was like it. Yeah. But I think this is a good place to end this. I welcome your feedback. If you have seen the movie, uh, if you haven't, you know, whatever, if you want to stay out of political things, whatever. Uh, yeah, I think that's a good place to end today's show. Just wanted to express this. I just was so, I don't know, the, 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 the hatred was so over the top. I just couldn't, yeah. Hmm. It happens sometimes. I do a show like this on something and I get it out of my system. And then I kind of become this, um, I find this contemplative place. And now I'm like, hmm, I don't know what to say. <laughs> but I say, uh, thank you for watching. And I'll say, have a good night or a good day wherever you are. And uh, I cannot promise that we'll be doing more. Actually, no, never mind. I was going to say, I can't promise that we won't be doing more movie reviews. But there is a movie that I watched that I did want to talk about at some point in this channel. So this won't be the last time I, I do this. Anyways, and that movie is actually a conservative movie that I just think is stupid beyond stupid. So it would be fair to everyone here. Anyways, comments down below. Like, dislike, whatever you want, wherever you're catching this show. I think pretty much all the forums allow you to feedback. Please do. If you want to speak privately, you have my email down below. I put it right out there. It comes directly to me. I want to make sure I am able to communicate with you if you should wish to do so in any way, shape, or form. Also, feel free to find me on Facebook. And with that, I will say thank you for watching. I'll catch you in the next episode. And thank you for supporting my channel.
And if you're fighting the good fight, good luck. If you think you're fighting the good fight and you're not, I'm sorry. As for what is the good fight, we will see. We will see. The future is, yeah. Sometimes I don't know if I would like the ability to tell what the future looks like or not. Right now, I don't know. Hmm. It's depressing, whatever way you guess. Yeah, that's a horrible place to end this. So instead, I'll just say, Jai Shri Krishna, Jai Shri Swami Narayan, thank you so much for watching me. As always, be well, take care.